Hey, welcome to Crosswalk Church. Today, Phil Bischoff, youth minister and director of outreach at Crosswalk, is bringing you a teaching. So head over to crosswalkphoenix.com, click on the Listen tab, and there you can find today's notes. And now, here's Phil Bischoff. So now you can pull out your notes, and we're going to get into our message for today. So I wanted to see a show of hands. How many of you have ever played the trust fall game before? Raise your hand. Okay. Now, how many of you would never play that game again? Raise your hand. Okay. Some of you either had a bad experience or maybe you also YouTubed uh, trust fall fail and saw that it could, go, it could go a little bad. When we go through our message today, um, the apostle Peter is going to talk about what it looks like to live new in relationships. And specifically, he's going to talk about relationships in three important areas of life. In the government, in society, especially work and school, and in the home, especially between husband and wife. So it's great it's Family Worship Sunday because this, this applies to all of us. We all have relationships in one of those areas, even right now, whether you're a kid or you're an adult. Now, as we read these verses, though, it might feel like Peter is asking you to do a trust fall onto a kindergartner. It might feel like Peter is asking you to trust people that you might not necessarily trust. And so as we get into this, I think we've got to be real about relationships and how we all haven't had good experiences in relationships, especially if it comes to authority. I think all of us, if you think of those three areas, maybe we had a bad experience with an elected official in government. Maybe we had a bad experience with a boss or a teacher or a spouse, and they dropped us, meaning that they broke our trust. Now, I have to say this, when it comes to the people that it's been hardest for me to forgive in my life, it's been people who have wronged me while in a position of authority over me. And, and I'm going to bet that um, the people that I've wronged while I've been in, in authority over them haven't forgotten about it too easily. Because God gives authority as a way to protect, as a way to have order, as a way to achieve a common vision. And if someone in authority lets you down, it hurts very deeply. So as we talk about relationships, I think it's important to distinguish between a role and a relationship. And I want you to write this on your notes somewhere. A role is given. Write that down. A role is given. And write this down. A relationship is grown. A role is given. A relationship is grown. So, an example. If I'm a boss and I have an employee, from day one, our roles are clear. But that does not mean we have any sort of a relationship, does it? The relationship has to be grown based on how we view one another and how we treat one another, both sides, right? A role is given, a relationship is grown. Doesn't mean that roles are bad. God gives roles to be good, but relationships have to be grown. And Peter 
is going to speak to us today of how to grow your relationships no matter what role you're in, whether you're in authority or whether you're under authority in all these three areas. And especially, Peter is talking especially to people under authority. That's the highlight here when it comes to living new, is how to live new when you have someone who's in authority over you. But here's why it's tough. What's the name of this series? Live new. So if I'm going to live new, that means that there's an old way to live. And there's an old me. And that old me is my sinful nature. And so I want to give you the first fill-in here of how your sinful nature, how the old me is going to view all this. Okay, here we go. The old me says this, life's a game I win or lose. Doesn't it feel like that sometime, like life, I'm either going to win it or lose it? So in the old me, I put my trust in people. That's going to be myself or put my ultimate trust in someone else. Relationships are for my benefit. I live in fear of losing. Does this sound a little bit how how sometimes we can view the world or how other people can view the world that every day I wake up and man, I've got to win or lose and I'm in fear of losing. And so then we view relationships as things we use. And so, and so with that, any game, in a game, what do you have? You have rules. So if we live by this mindset, then we live by the rules of the game. And here are the rules of the game. The relationship rules are simple. Treat others as they treat me. Someone's nice to me, I'm nice to them back. Someone's mean to me, I'm mean to them back, right? That's, that's the way of the world, that's how it works. And then the relationship rules also are, I'm going to help others when I want something from them. I'll help you, but only if it benefits me. And here's the deal. This looks like reality because it is reality for for so many people and when we're living by our our sinful nature, it is. But I want to be honest. This is not how to grow relationships. This mindset, in fact, is, is how relationships are destroyed. Right? And and I just want to tell you, here's how I know if I'm living by this old me. And maybe you're honest to admit this too. I know I have this mindset when I'm happy to see another person fail. And not, sometimes not even my enemies. If I'm happy to see a friend fail, that shows me the old me is alive and active. Because the only reason I'm happy to see another person fail is because I, I feel like I gotta be top dog. And, and that's your sinful nature, your old me has a vision for your life. It does. If you let it control you, its vision for your life is for you to be top dog. And, and so relationships are just things we're going to use. So I know that that is alive when I'm, when I'm feeling that way. But here's the good news. This series is not called Live Old. This series is called Live New. And by living new, we've got great hope for our relationships. So um, here, here's one thing I want to say. Last week, Pastor Dan had a great message And one of the verses he he went over talked about 
to stay away from sinful desires that wage war against your soul. And I want to be very clear, the old me way of thinking wages war against your relationships. But Pastor Dan also read some other verses. Let's see if you remember these. Peter was saying, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. It sounds to me like Peter's saying, you're already a winner. And that's our first fill-in, or our next fill-in, I should say. So here's the new me. The new me, and you can write reality by it because this is our reality in Christ. The new me is I've already won. That Jesus won life for me and all people. I trust in not people, but ultimately I trust in Jesus. I live not in fear, I live in peace and freedom. And now, if I've already won and Jesus died for all people, relationships are not just something I use. They're opportunities to show others who Jesus is. Even my relationships with people who are above me. And now, here's the cool thing. Man, rules stink. I hate rules, but you know what's great? Choices. And when you live new, because you're living in Christ, you live by choices. So now our relationship, not rules, but choices is I get to treat others as Jesus treats me. So no matter how someone treats me, I can reflect on how Jesus is treating me and treat them that way. And I can help others because I want not something from them, but I really want what's best for them. That's why I'm going to help other people. That's the live new. So here's the deal though. No relationship grows without trust. And so the thing is, is if, if in, Peter's going to say, if we're gonna, supposed to be trusting people or submitting to people that we don't trust, how does that work? And that's the thing is, if I put my ultimate trust in another person, even someone I'm, asking, I'm being asked to submit to, if I'm putting my ultimate trust in them or myself, it's like falling onto a kindergartner. Sorry, kindergartners, you look strong, but I wouldn't want to fall on you for the trust fall. But when I invite Jesus into my relationships, and when I say in every relationship in in those three areas of life, if I say I am going to trust God is in control and trust Jesus has a, a plan for my life and he saved me and I'm going to heaven and I trust in him, what that now is, is I'm not falling into the arms of a kindergartner. I'm falling into the arms of the king of the universe. I'm falling in the arms of Jesus, my Savior, Almighty God, and his arms are strong. And he's not going to drop me. So that is living new. Now realize, when Peter's writing these verses, okay, and you can see I'm, I'm having a lot of buildup here because as we get into them, it's not going to make sense unless you're looking from the new me that I've already won. Okay? Um, He's writing to people who are controlled by the Holy Spirit and who are living by the new me. Because the new me has a vision for my life too. Here's what's cool. When the Holy Spirit is in my heart, the vision for my life is to offer my life as a living sacrifice to God. And the vision is I'm going to keep heading towards the ultimate victory party of heaven. And as I go, I want to bring as many people along with me as possible. That's the vision for my life 
by the new me. And now I view relationships as an opportunity to fulfill that vision of my life. It's not something to use. This is inviting people to the victory party. So whatever relationship I have in those areas, that's, that's how I can think of it, because that, that's really what's true. And here's the crazy thing, is it actually allows me to see submitting to people in a different way. That now when I'm asked to submit, I'm not, I'm not asked to ultimately trust them. I'm ultimately honoring and trusting God if God has asked me to follow this person. So as we read these verses, I want you to do one more thing. Write three things down. Because as we go through these three areas, the government, society, and at home, there's three things that Peter keeps going back to. And number one, write this down. Hope in Jesus. Hope in Jesus. Not in yourself, not in another human being. Hope in Jesus. Number two, part of Live New is submission over control. How many of us want to control another person in a relationship? That's the old me. That's the win-lose me. That's the I'm falling on a kindergartner me. The new me says, if God's asking me to submit to someone, I'm going to, I'm going to trust him. And then three, write this down, actions over words. Peter constantly talks about, you really want to influence someone, action over words. Okay, write those three down. Now let's get into some of the verses. Starts with 1 Peter 2, 13 to 17. Here's what it says. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. Underline for the Lord's sake. There's hope in Jesus, right? Whether to the emperor as a supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. There's actions over words. Live as free people. This is a relationship choice, not a rule. But do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Now, it's important to point this out that that in the book of Acts, it's very clear that we obey God rather than any human being. Meaning, if any human being ever is trying to force me to do something that God tells me not to do, that, that I disobey them. But here's the tension. God, in his wisdom, he's way smarter than me, has, in, in the, over the course of history, allowed non-believers to be in positions of authority. He's allowed non-Christians to be in, in, in positions of authority, and he still asks me to submit to them because he's, he, it's clear he's, he's placed them there. And so Peter is writing to a group of Christians, and the, the ultimate authority is a guy named Nero. And to put it very, very politely and nicely, because it's family worship, Nero took the lives of Christians, and he enjoyed doing it. And Peter is saying, submit to every authority, and he even lists the word, even the emperor. So he's saying, trusting God above all things, even Nero, this guy who, who's hostile to Christians, if, if he says something that, that's not against God, I'm, I'm, asked, I'm asked to follow, Un, under the new me. 
Now, I want to talk about um, what, what Peter says here of focus on, on doing good. That isn't it true that as a citizen, my influence is so much in if, if I'm going to do good in my, com- in my community. And Peter's saying that too. Is you can silence the talk of ignorant people by, by showing them who Christ is through your actions. Now let's go on to the next verses. Slaves in reverent fear of God, underline that again, reverent fear of God. Remember, hope in Jesus. Submit yourself to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God, but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. More clarification. There's plenty of passages in the Bible that show that Peter, and especially neither Peter nor God, in any way approve of human slavery, especially the kind of slavery that went on in this country. When Peter was writing to people here, slavery was an inescapable feature of life. And it was a little bit different in that sometimes people made themselves slaves to others If I couldn't pay a debt to someone, what I might do to have my family survive is say, I'm now your slave and and I'm going to work for you. And so now my my family can can survive. And there were some some forced slavery there. But but the important thing is is what what Peter is saying here is that, and and here's what we can do in in our day and age, okay? And I think this can apply to all of us. I'm going to give you the fill-in and then we're going to go through... um, go through some of this. So the fill-in is this. I choose to submit and do good to every human authority in government and society. And IE means, for example, at work and school. So here's the application to us, okay? All you in college and below, high school, grade school, instead of slaves, Put the word students in there. Students, in reverent fear of God, submit to your teachers. We all have people in life, we have situations in life where we're asked to follow people and school is one of them. And look at what it says. It says not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. I was a teacher for three years and were there days where I was harsh with my students? Yeah, And some of the times it's because of things going on in my life and I took it out on them. And so students, here's what's cool is Peter's not leaving you out. Meaning he's saying that to live new right now, you can actually influence the people, the teachers over you, especially the ones that are harsh, by respecting them. Because when you show respect, especially to a teacher that is harsh to you, what that's doing is that's showing that Jesus is the hero of your heart and not the teacher and that you trust ultimately in God and, and, and you can deal with a little bit of suffering. And that can actually influence the, the person over you. And again, it only happens by the new me, right? That, that I've won because of Jesus and that I have peace and freedom. Now what we can also say here employees in reverent fear of God submit to your bosses. 
not only to those who are good and considerate, but to those who are harsh, right? How hard is it a lot of times to submit to a boss that is harsh? And that's why Peter is saying, in reverent fear of God, (laughs) that God is asking you to do this you can trust him, you can fall into his arms, and it can be used for good. Because again, if my new me is about bringing other people to heaven and going to heaven and living my life as, as an, a, a living sacrifice to God, me doing this, is, it's a way I'm living out my vision of life, and it can actually be for their good and my good, but only by, only by living new. Peter knew that this might be a little bit hard uh, to swallow because he knows that we're we're in relationships that are are tough. And so here's, here's what he does. God never asks us to do something that he doesn't give us the power to do. And here's what's really amazing. Let's look at the next verses to see what our Savior did when it came to if if he ever submitted to anyone. The next verse says this, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. In the blank, you can write, Jesus loves and protects me better than anyone. I want you to stop and let your brain marinate on that. Jesus loves and protects me better than anyone. That thought helps us live new. He lowered himself to serve me. I trust him. I follow his example. You know, if you saw that today's message was live new in relationships, maybe you're like me and it's like, all right, hey, give me some tools and some tips of how to like get other people to do what I want. That's what I really want to know, right? How can I say the right thing at just the right time and have my life be easier in my relationships? Like that, that would be great. But this message isn't about that, right? Because we see that there's a new way to live and our savior showed it to us. Here's what today's really about. If you walk outside and you turn to the left, you'll see a bunch of banners on the wall and it spells out crosswalk. And then there's an exclamation point. Those are the values that we wanna live by at this church. And the L in crosswalk is what this message is about. Lower ourselves to be servants. Not because we have to, but because we want to. Because we we saw our Savior do that. And we know that 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 is the way to live new. All right, let's continue. So we went from government to society and now we're in the home. 
Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives, your beauty should not come from outward adornments, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold or jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight, For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Let's go right into the ones about husbands. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Now I want to say this. Um, Today's a great week to go to an impact group because Pastor Dan wrote up some really good questions on all this, and especially on this relationship one of husbands and wives. So even if you're not in a group, hey, come to mine. We'll, we'll you know, blow the house out and have tons of people in it. Um, come go to impact group to discuss these verses. It's, it's really awesome. I want to give you a few things though, uh, from, from these verses. Um, so God has given different roles to husbands and wives and, and remember what we write down earlier, a role is given, a relationship is grown. That's really important that God has given the role of the head of a family to men and in in a a marriage, he's given the role uh, of wives to submit. Roles are given, relationships are grown. What Peter is saying as we live new, how we treat each other and how we view each other in those relationships is so important. And as you saw this, it kept saying as in the same way, wives in the same way, husbands, in the same way as pointing us back to Jesus. So really he's saying, treat each other as Jesus treats you. In your role, be loving, be kind, be considerate. I want to point out two other things uh, before, before we conclude here. And Peter is saying one to the ladies and one to the guys of all ages, Kids, high schoolers, adults, okay? And what he's really saying is, is he's saying, stop playing relationship games. And he speaks to the ladies first, and you say in those, in those verses, what he's saying is, is, ladies, he's saying, stop playing the beauty game. Stop lying to yourselves that your value comes from how you look on the outside. That's what Peter's saying. That your value comes from being a daughter of, of God. And he's saying, Stop thinking that, that your looks are going to be the things that really going to influence people or compare your looks to another person. Because what does Peter say here? That ladies, when you're living new, that what really influences people, he says, is a quiet and gentle spirit. What, that, what that's talking about is a rock steadiness in trusting your Savior. That there's, there is this glow about, about a woman that is trusting her Savior day in and day out. And I'm going to be honest with you. My wife, Rachel, I thought she was pretty cute when we dated, right? And still is very beautiful. But the thing that really was attractive to me was how much she trusted God. It really was. 
That shone through. That was her inner beauty. That's what separated her from other girls I dated. To guys, you know what he's saying to us? Be considerate. Stop playing the macho game. Stop playing the game. You got to prove yourself by your worth, by your strength, by, by all these things that, man, I've, I've got to, you know, seem that I can be, be the top dog and push other people down. And, you know, in my competition, I'm going to see how I can one-up everyone. Peter's saying, guys, you've already won. You're a son of God. And if, if, if you really want to influence people in being considerate, right, and pointing others that, that they're heirs with you to the gracious gift of life. So here's what he's saying. The true way to influence guys is not to show how much power you can have over someone else. The true way to influence people is to show how much power Jesus has in your life. If I really want to influence people, it's showing how much Christ has influenced me. And if I show how much Christ has influenced me, I look at what he did for me. Man, he loved me. He sacrificed for me. He put his needs above mine. He showed me compassion. And so now, in my, in my role, is if, if I'm a guy out in the world, to live new, to influence people is showing compassion, is sacrificing for others, is putting others' needs above my own, is loving them, is pointing them that they're, they're a valuable person. So take that energy, guys, that we put so often into trying to one-up another person, and instead of pushing people down, use that energy to lift people up. And that, that's what Peter's saying about living new. All right, I'm going to give you the last fill-in, and then I, I've got a next step for you. Here's the last fill-in. New me. Again, this is only from the new me, right? I choose to influence my spouse for Christ. I choose to influence my spouse for Christ through showing respect and compassion in my God-given role. I choose to influence my spouse for Christ through showing respect and compassion. Here's the next step, a little challenge for you. First, I want you to all think of someone in your life that you're having a little bit trouble showing respect and compassion to. And especially if this is someone in, in authority over you, okay? And I want you to take these notes and I want you to highlight two things. First, I want you to highlight the key verse at the end, that Jesus is the overseer and protector of your soul, Every day we look at that, okay? And then I want you to highlight the first part of the notes that talk about the old me and the new me. So highlight the verse, highlight the first part of the notes, the old me or new me, and I want you to put this in an area that you can at least glance at it when you're around that person that you have trouble showing respect and authority to. And I want you to remind yourself of a couple things when you do. When you're feeling yourself maybe stressed out by that person, they're treating you harshly, look there and say, oh yeah, I'm falling into the arms of Jesus, the overseer of my soul. He's not gonna drop me. And oh yeah, I'm the new me. Christ died for me. And so now I don't have to play by the world's games anymore. I get to live by choices. So I get to choose to love this person, even if they're not being very loving to me. And there is freedom in that. There is freedom in that. Christ won freedom for you. We get the opportunity to live free and live new in our relationships. Amen. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, Lord, you know how, <laughs> you know how to love us in, in a relationship. You sent your son to come and to bring us to you. Lord, um, he's the one who suffered for us and he entrusted himself to you. Lord, thank you that you won one life for us. Thank you that we don't have to live in fear. We can live in peace and freedom. Lord, thank you that we're gonna go through suffering, but ultimately no one can touch our soul because you are the overseer of our soul. And as we face the pains of relationship, let us remember that you give us constant forgiveness. You give us constant love. You give us constant mercy. And we need that, Lord. Father, help us live new in our relationships especially to, to people who are above us. Let us always give thanks to you in how we live. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we close, if you would like to hear more, head over to crosswalkphoenix.com or come and see us. Services are held on the campus of Cesar Chavez High School at 41st Avenue and Baseline on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Visit our website for directions. And now, some closing thoughts from Phil Bischoff. It's awesome that the, the verse that Dan chose for um, the kids' message is the same one I want you to go with, that Jesus is the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Isn't that an awesome thought, that, that he guides us, he watches over us, he protects us? And it, it's just so true that Jesus loves and protects us better than anyone else. He gave his life for us. He's given us heaven. He's not gonna let you fall. As you go out in, into your relationships today, in those three areas, the government, society, at home, you can have the freedom to live new because he's made you new in his son. Go with the blessing of our God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace, amen. Have a great week in the Lord, everyone.